Section 28 of The Exploits of Juva by Marcel Alain and Pierre Silvestre. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 28 An Old Paralytic. At the far end of the Rue de Rome, Fondor halted. After all, he thought, maybe I am going straight into a trap. Who sent me the letter? Who is this Monsieur Mahon? I never heard of him. Why is this menacing phrase, Come, if you take any interest in the affairs of Lady B and F. Oh, if only I could take counsel of Juva. But for the last fortnight, since the ill-starred affair of Nogent, and the almost incredible discovery he had made that Lady Beltham was still alive, Fondor had not seen Juva. He had been to the Surete a number of times, but Juva had vanished. Fondor stopped before a private house on the Boulevard Perrier North. He passed in through the outer hall and reached the porter's lodge. Madame, have you a tenant here named Mahon? The porteress came forward. Monsieur Mahon? To be sure, fifth floor on the right. Thank you. I should like to ask a few questions about him. I have come to negotiate an insurance policy for him, and I should like to know about the value of the furniture in his rooms. What sort of a man is this Monsieur Mahon? About how old is he? Fondor had, by pure professional instinct, found the best device in the world. There is not a porteress who has not many times enlightened insurance agents. Why, sir, Monsieur Mahon has lived here only a month or six weeks. He can scarcely be very well off, for when he moved in I did not see any fine furniture go up. I believe, for that matter, he is an old cavalry officer, and in the army nowadays folks scarcely make fortunes. That's true enough, assented Vandor. Anyhow, he is a very charming man, an ideal lodger. To begin with, he is infirm, almost paralyzed in both legs. I believe he never goes out of an evening and then he never has any visitors except two young fellows who are serving their time in the army are they with him now no sir they never come till three or four in the afternoon fondor slipped a coin into the woman's hand and went upstairs he rang at the door and was surprised at a strange soft rolling sound oh i know he thought the poor man must move about his rooms in a rubber-tired wheelchair he was not mistaken scarcely was the door opened when he caught sight of an old man of much distinction seated in a wheelchair this invalid greeted the journalist pleasantly monsieur fandor the same sir monsieur mahome pushed forward his chair and motioned to his visitor to come in fandor entered a room in which the curtains were closely drawn and which was brilliantly illuminated with electric lights although it was the middle of the afternoon was it a trap the journalist instinctively hesitated in the doorway but behind him a cordial voice called come in you all kinds of an idiot the door clicked behind him and the invalid getting out of his chair burst into a fit of laughter juva juva as you see bah what farce are you playing here why this lit-up room all for very good reasons if you will be kind enough to take a seat i will explain fondor dropped into a chair staring at juva who continued when you came back the other day and told me that unlikely yarn about lady beltham being alive i decided to try new methods first of all i became a cavalry officer 
Then I got this wheelchair and moved into this apartment. As Juva paused, Fondor, more and more amazed, inquired, But your reason for all this? Just wait. The day after the Dixon business, I put three of my best men on the track of the American. I had a notion he would want to see Josephine again, and I was not mistaken. She came back to justify herself in his eyes. The story ended as might have been foreseen. Michel, who brought me the news, said that Josephine had agreed to become Dixon's mistress. The deuce! Oh, there is nothing to be surprised at that. Michel made arrangements to learn all the details. Josephine is to live at 33C in Boulevard Perrier South, that is, to the right of the railway line, fourth floor. Here we are at 24B Boulevard Perrier North, to the left of the railway, fifth floor, just opposite. And what does this old Monsieur Mahon do, Juva? Juva smiled. You are going to see, my lad. He settled himself again in the wheelchair, drew a heavy rug over his knees, and became once more the old invalid. My dear friend, will you open the door for me? Fandor laughingly complied, and Juva wheeled himself into another room. You see, I have plenty of air here, thanks to this balcony upon which I can wheel my chair. Would you be good enough to pass me that spy-glass? Juva pointed the glass toward the far end of Boulevard Perrier, in the direction of Post-Mailat. Milady Josephine has lately had a craze for keeping her nails polished. But you are not looking toward the house opposite, you are looking in a contrary direction. Juva laid his spyglass on his knees and laughed. I expected you to make that remark. See, those glasses at the end are only for show. Inside is a whole system of prisms. With this perspective you see not in front of you, but on one side. In other words, when I pointed at the far end of the boulevard, what I am really looking at is the house opposite. Fondor was about to congratulate his friend on this new specimen of his ingenuity, but Juva did not give him time. He startled the journalist by suddenly asking him, Tell me, do you love the army? Why? Because I think those two soldiers you see over there are coming. To see you, added Fandor. How do you know? From your portress. You pumped her? I did. I got her to talk a bit about that excellent Monsieur Mahon. Juba laughed. Confound you! With a quick movement, Fandor, at the detective's request, drew back the wheelchair and shut the window. You understand, explained Juba, there is nothing to surprise my neighbors in my having two soldiers to visit me, but I don't care for third persons to hear what they say to me. There was a ring at the apartment door. Go and open, Fandor. I don't leave my cripple's chair for them. People can see through the curtains. Shown in by Fandor, the soldiers shook hands with Juva and took seats opposite him. Do you recognize Michel and Léon? Oh, perfectly, cried Fandor. But why this disguise? Because no heed is paid to uniforms. There are soldiers everywhere, and also it is not easy to recognize a civilian suddenly appearing in uniform. What is fresh, Michel? Something pretty serious, sir. According to your instructions, we have been shadowing the superior of the Nogent convent. Well, what have you discovered? Every Tuesday evening the superior leaves Nogent and goes to Paris. Where? To one of the branches of her religious house in the Boulevard Jourdan. Number 180? Michel was dumbfounded. Yes, sir, you knew? No, said Juva coldly. What does she do at this branch? 
there are four or five old nuns there the superior spends tuesday right there and on wednesday goes back to nogent about one in the afternoon and you know no more than that no sir must we go on with the shadowing no it is not worth while return to the prefecture and report to monsieur havard when the two men had left fandor turned to juva what do you make of it juva shrugged his shoulders michel is an idiot that house has two exits one to the boulevard the other to waste ground that leads to the fortifications the superior or lady beltham goes there to change her dress and then hastens to some prearranged meeting elsewhere the house at newly will bear watching end of chapter twenty eight read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com